Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Austin, and this is the Sunday Sit Rep. Um, if you're a new listener to us, right, and you've never uh, checked out one of these before, this is our once a month uh, opportunity to talk a little bit of politics, talk some, uh, you know, current events, uh, share my opinion on what's going on in the world, some thoughts, some predictions, uh, maybe illuminate, you know, some some interesting information, facts on what's led to some of these, uh, you know, current event issues, topics, things that we're going to get into here. Um, you know, so <clears throat> as your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, and if you're a return listener, welcome back and got a lot of good stuff to get into. Uh, maybe not good, you know, uh, maybe good is, is perhaps the wrong word. <laughs> um, as it seems like every time we, we have one of these sit reps, right. You know, we're talking about stuff in the, the news, in the media, uh, current events, right. It's usually, unfortunately talking about gun control measures. It's usually talking about the ATF. It's usually, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, on here talking about all kinds of shit that um, is a direct attack, right, on our, I'll say way of life, I'll just say that, I'll say our way of life, our community, our uh, culture, right, I mean, culture, I think, is a broad sweeping term, and usually it's used to define a generation, right, and hey, maybe we're getting to that point in the 2A community, as we start to see some of these you know, more FUD-esque, and I don't, I don't like using the derogatory terms necessarily because I think it is uh, truly a community, but we see some of these people that are very close-minded in how they view gun ownership and gun rights. They're starting to die, die off, you know, that's the nicest way I can say it. We are having older sport shooters die off. Newer shooters are being brought into the community every day, uh, which is obviously exacerbated by, by technology and electronic communication and, and things like that. So, you know, uh, maybe the culture is the right word, but we're going to get into a whole bunch today. Uh, I, I read some stuff uh, on, on some things that are going on with our, our sitting administration, the president um, and the Biden family, which, uh, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we have some updates on the ATF uh, brace ban, things like that. So we're going to get into a whole bunch. Uh, before I jump too far down the rabbit hole, though, you guys, you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know, we are a sponsored podcast and we work with some absolutely kick-ass companies that I want to say thank you to before we get started today. Thank you, as always, to Midwest Gunworks. I actually just ordered a stock from uh, Midwest Gunworks for my 11 and a half inch as I'm getting rid of the pistol classification moving over to being an SBR, you know, um, you can say what you want about it, but, um, you know, you want to, you want to stock, you want to shoot better, get a stock, head on over to MidwestGunworks.com. Guys, they've been in business since 1997 and they are your one-stop shop for parts, components, pieces, upgrades to that rifle you, you picked up in 2020 when things were getting a little bit spicy. You can head on over to MidwestGunworks.com. You can use discount code prepared mindset for 5% off your order, whether it's a barrel, it's a bolt carrier group, a stock, like I just needed to pick up something quick and easy, a full firearm, right? They carry Glock, they carry SIG, they carry, they carry the top names, optics, lights like Surefire, right? All kinds of good stuff there, magazines, whatever you guys need. They even carry Edgar Sherman design slings. Head on over to MidwestGunworks.com, use code PREPAREDMINDSET, it'll save you 5% off and it'll help support what we do here at The Prepared Mindset. Thank you as well to our friends at 100 Concepts. Guys, their their motto is literally do good, be dangerous, live free. Tremendous company doing just outstanding work. If you guys have been following on social media, you know these hex caps they released are 
the bee's knees, right? The kill flash concept is something that as more of us are taking to the woods, more of us are getting out of, and honestly, I shouldn't even say that. It's not even the urban environment. It is, we are just paying closer attention to camouflage concepts, uh, to, to camouflage in general, right? The rules of camouflage. You need things like light caps. You need things like scope caps. You need things like kill flashes. And 100 Concepts is your supplier for all of those things. Head on over to 100concepts.com. You guys can pick up some of their pack and helmet scrim. You can pick up their chem light kit, their chem light refills. Again, the hex caps. They're even being carried out at T-Rex Arms and Big Tech's. Guys, tremendous, tremendous company. Support what Garrett, Pierce, and Jonah are doing. Head on over to 100concepts.com. Pick up some new gear today. And finally, thank you as well to our friends over at LARP Labs. Guys, I know this firsthand because I literally just painted my first rifle yesterday with my friends in my garage. And it was a very nerve-wracking experience, but ultimately a very awesome experience. However, I did not paint my optic setup. I was nervous. I didn't want to take the risk. I didn't want to roll the dice, whatever have you. I know some companies get weird about that stuff, and I just didn't want to mess up a $600 EOTech. I know a lot of guys do it, but if you're like me and you didn't want to take that take that dive, that's where LARP Labs comes in. Head on over to LARPLabs.com. Check out their gigantic catalog of computer-cut vinyl wraps. These are 3M durable vinyl wraps. They're not stickers, right? Uh, they go on real easy. They come off pretty easy, but not easy enough they're going to fall off in the field. They are rated for outdoor use on competitive rock crawlers and have a three-year lifespan. So you guys get these things on. They're not coming off. They're not going to peel. They're not going to give you any issues. Again, you can head to larplabs.com. You can use our discount code, Prepared Mindset. It's going to save you 10% off the order, you guys. So whether you're looking for EOTech, Aimpoint, Holosun, Vortex, SIG, stuff for your optics, your handheld lights, even your PVS-14s, John and team will take great care of you guys. Head on over to larplabs.com and grab you some today. Okay, so without any further uh, delay here, let's get into some of the big issues that are going on. I think first and foremost that we need to, we need to talk about is the ATF, uh, the brace ban, and what's going on with that. Because we've had a lot of developments um, <clears throat> in the past couple weeks. Today is Father's Day. It is June 18th at the time of this recording. So if you guys have been following the news, you know that as of, uh, what, 17 days ago, technically, a little over two weeks, the brace ban went into effect. Now, uh, I think a lot of people, when we first heard about this and they gave that, uh, like the, the, the start date, right, to the amnesty period, which I believe was like February 1st or something, and you had uh, 90 days or 120 days or something, basically until March, or, uh, May 31st, that you could register your AR pistol as an SBR, and uh, because the government are such great, nice guys, they would, during this amnesty period, waive the $200 tax stamp. So um, I know there were a lot of mixed reactions to that. Um, on one hand, obviously, you could look at it and say, well, hey, that's a free tax stamp. That's, you know, I'm going to save myself 200 bucks. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And legally speaking, I'm going to have no issues. And that's cool. However, the I will say that probably the larger and more concerning issue, right, is that it's an, an a, just another step, another overreach by this government agency, the ATF, who has... Uh, hemmed and hawed and flipped and flopped on their position on AR pistol braces over the last uh, 10, 12 years, more or less, right? Basically, since the very first brace, which I think was from SIG, uh, you guys might have to correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, it was introduced 10 or 12 years ago. 
it was originally designed, if a lot, if some of you guys listening, you don't know, it was originally designed for disabled individuals who were like wheelchair bound, who were not able to uh, effectively fire a carbine style uh, weapons platform due to this disability. You know, you're in a wheelchair, you can't, you, you know, there's just, there's limitations. Um, maybe you are an amputee, right? You don't have, you only have one hand or one arm or things like that. There are certainly all kinds of complications. So what the brace does then is it actually, they open up at the bottom and they wrap around your forearm and then there's like a Velcro strap. So it secures the buffer tube in parallel with your forearm of your firing hand. And that creates the stability, which allows it to be fired kind of like a handgun, right? So think like just a really big long barreled handgun. And <clears throat> the ATF was cool with this and then they weren't and they're cool with this and then they weren't. And I know just in the last couple of years alone, they have flipped and flopped on this a ton. They've gone after specific companies on what designs can be used, what designs can't be used, you know, their definition of it. And, you know, finally, now that we have a, uh, administration sitting in the White House that is so staunchly anti-gun, he basically, uh, everything short of told the new director, they finally got a director of the ATF in, Dettelbach, who's just an incompetent moron, um, much like the last couple guys they tried to push through, and um, basically gave them a directive that this we need to attack gun rights. So the ATF issued an opinion saying that this, you know, and that's funny, it's an opinion, it's not a law. That's the big problem, right, is that legislatively speaking, our democratic process is not being followed. The House, the Senate, they don't have the opportunity to vote on these bills, to form a bill, to decide on the language that is going to define this. It is unilaterally decided by somebody sitting in some weird closet-shaped office at the ATF of how they're going to define a brace. And here's the bigger problem with these opinions, too, is, like I said, they don't go through the legislative process. So as we've already seen over the past 10 years, they can just overnight change the definition of what a brace is, what's allowed, what's not allowed. So these companies that are trying to, essentially they're trying to find loopholes and have been for the past, you know, 8, 10 years, whatever, around how we can make these pistol braces better and more effective while meeting the letter of the law, it's like trying to hit a moving target. You know, you keep moving the goalposts back on on these companies, and it becomes more and more and more apparent over time that this is just a gigantic assault on the Second Amendment, right? So here's here's what's happened so far is uh, Firearms Policy Coalition is currently, and their name plaintiffs, which I think is like anybody who's a member of FPC prior to or as of, I think, like the May 31st date, those people are all, by court ruling right now, exempt from this brace ban. Everybody else, uh, as far as I know, as of today, right, This is, it's Father's Day, June 18th. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, as of today, if you are not in one of those protected classes, you, sh- you need to have filed for or be in the process of filing for um, a Form 1 to turn your pistol into an SBR. Now, a lot of guys uh, freak out on this stuff, and that it's a very emotional thing. You know, even before this, you would see guys online, you know, hey, here's my uh, Mark 18-inspired, right, AR pistol. Or, hey, I'm cloning this AR, but I'm waiting for my stamp to come through, so I have a, a brace on it right now. And guys would get so butthurt about this. Free men don't ask for permission. Uh, you know, all this just, just totally crappy stuff would be said to people just because people have very, very strong feelings about the Second Amendment. And I, I get that. I support that. I am balls deep in supporting the Second Amendment. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we have a, you know, we have a love for gun rights and the Second Amendment. However, <clears throat> it's worth pointing out that there are 
rules. There are laws in a civilized society like what we live in here in the United States. Now, if you want to continue to live in the United States as we know it and have this nice civilized society, I've said this before, you got to play the game to win the game. You got to play by the rules of the game to win the game. Lobby for these things, lobby for elected officials. And it's a very deep issue because then you get into people that don't vote. We have a lot of people in the Second Amendment community that don't vote because they don't think it's worth it. They don't want to support, you know, unethical politicians. And it's like, well, then get an ethical one in there. Oh, there's no such thing. There might be. And how do we, you can't, you can't just quit on it. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, I love this girl. You know, she's amazing. And I want to have a family with her, but you know, um, she just doesn't, I don't know. She, you know, she doesn't do X, Y, Z. So I'm just going to break up with her and leave. That's like, you gotta, it takes work. You know, you have to put in the work. That's what we're doing here at, at, at a prepared mindset, you know, is, trying to help everybody that listens understand these things, get information, get you guys thinking, right? Uh, compel you to think and get involved in your local. You know, I have people message me about this stuff all the time about politics and reaching out to local leaders. I've helped people put together communications and drafts and things for letters they want to write to elected officials that would help them get actually read and better received than just sending angry letters. You know, there's a professional way to do it and things. So, um, it's obviously a huge issue, you know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of those people that, that want to say, you know, free men don't ask permission. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like we have laws and there are, there are punishments, there are consequences to, to violating those laws, whether they're constitutional or not, whether you agree with them or not, we are working through the process of resolving those problems. I get that it takes time and I get that it's frustrating. Understand that we got to this point over 80 years of people like our parents giving away gun rights, talking about, oh, it's not just a big deal. And we are now in a position where the sitting administration is going out of their way to further attack. Like They are sicking the ATF on American citizens. You now have the ATF going to people's homes about these forced reset triggers and threatening people. Uh, there's a couple videos out there where they are basically trying to trap people into admitting that they own certain devices and things that they, they shouldn't and um, using uh, vague, specifically vague language to try and trap people into admitting that they are guilty of things. And that should show you a whole hell of a lot. And it's funny because you get people on the left side of the aisle talk about, oh, that would never happen, you know, and oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Why do you need that? And it's like, well, if you look at every great dictatorship over history, it was Mussolini, whether it was Hitler, it was Stalin, uh, and the list goes on. Those are the big ones that we know here as Americans because of what happened in World War II. But there's a, such a storied history of uh, oppressive leadership, and it's eventually followed by, you know, dictatorial style rule, um, and sometimes genocide when you disarm your general populace. So it's, it's pretty concerning to look at those kinds of behaviors and see that this administration is working so hard to disarm people. We don't have a firearms problem in this country. I was watching a video and it was, uh, Brian Regan, who's one of, uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, or Brian, I'm sorry, um, Brian Cannell, maybe? Uh, it's one of uh, Joe Rogan's friends that's been on his podcast and, and stuff with him. Um, and he was just talking about, if you take like the top three or five most violent cities in America off the calculation, America drops from like number three in, in gun homicides in the world out of 193 countries or something down to like 186. And these major cities 
Philadelphia, Detroit, Los Angeles, Chicago, you know, and New York, right? They are all democratically run cities with some of the most stringent and oppressive gun control laws in the country. And it's a perfect illustration of them not working. All you do is keep the law abiding from having means to protect themselves. So, you know, uh, and that's maybe, and that's this administration's goal. You know, they aren't, they're not worried about securing our Southern border. And, and I know people get all bent out of shape about the immigration issue as well. You know, and I can honestly say my family on my mother's side, we're Mexican Americans. Okay. My great grandparents immigrated from Mexico into Minnesota and then eventually here into Michigan where they literally lived in a poverty state where they would, I mean, they would drive back and forth from Minnesota down to Texas and back and forth to go pick in the vegetable and fruit fields and things to make ends meet. And eventually then my aunt or great aunt uh, ended up uh, opening several restaurants. Like they've literally worked themselves to a position of success in this country and they did it legally. They immigrated legally. They brought something of value with them. They came to make this country better. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with immigration if it's done legally. What we have now is an attempt by the Democratic Party and the sitting administration to flood the country with illegal immigrants. Illegals who don't have to pay into the system that they're getting support off of, financial support off of, the government and people, oh, are they cutting them a check? No, they're, the government's paying to put these people up in hotels, to have them here in the country. Part two of that is they are pushing very hard to eliminate voter identification laws. Well, why is that important? Because if there's no voter identification laws, you're basically stacking the election in your favor. These people are going to vote for the same people that let them come into the country and are going to let their family keep coming into the country. You are going to flood this country with people who are not here to support the system. They're not here to do anything positive. In a lot of cases, you're, you're talking about cartel members that are coming over the border illegally that are bringing just drugs and human trafficking and rape and violence. And there's, there are stories out there if you go look for them. They're really easy to find. You just have to look for stories of people, these legal immigrants who are here, obviously illegally, killing legal American citizens. But the news doesn't report on that because that puts the issue in a poor light for the Democratic left, for the liberal media that supports them. That That's just not something they're willing to talk about. They never want to talk about how Fox News is the problem because Fox News is where all the conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theorists, left, uh, right wing nut jobs. That's where we get our news is Fox News. They're the problem. Let's just say it, you know, is that. All of mainstream media, whether it's Fox, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, ABC, whoever the whoever the fuck you're getting your news from, they are in this to make money. They're in this for clicks. They're in this for advertisement dollars. You need to do your own research. <clears throat> We've talked about that on this podcast since day one. Do your own fucking research. Don't depend on somebody else to do it for you. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to fix this on my gun. My gun's not running right now, and I need to get it fixed. Well, who's going to fix it for you? Well, I don't know. I'll just wait until one of my buddies can help me. Like, no, dude, go out and take care of that shit yourself. Learn how to do it yourself or get some money together and go pay for it to be fixed. You know, hey, you want to get better at shooting? Don't just sit around. Do something about it. Be proactive. That is something that we as Americans struggle with, but I digress, right? So it's a very complex issue, and, you know, and this administration and all of their problems, uh, they're they're not fixing anything. If you guys look at this, it's you know the the economy continues to get worse. You know we're we're getting ready to celebrate this. They brought in effective, I think, like the first year of this administration. Uh, tomorrow, June nineteenth, twenty twenty three, is celebration of Juneteenth. 
which is a celebration of I I I'm not exactly sure. It's a celebration of the end. It's not the end of slavery because that was the Emancipation Proclamation, which was already on the calendars. But it's it's weird. It, I don't really understand what it's for. But I know a lot of super woke corporations are, and mine, the one I work for included, right, are giving people a day off. And hey, I'm glad to have a long holiday weekend. I am. I just don't. But I'm also equally glad to just go to work tomorrow to do what I do. I don't. I don't understand um, the point of the holiday. If someone can explain it to me, uh, then 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 cool. But I I don't exp- I don't understand it, and I think that's more to do with it being a flimsy concept in general, rather than my ignorance. Um, and I'm sure some people may disagree with that. I'm sure some people may tell me that I'm a bigot and a racist, which isn't true. But people just get upset and they have emotional reactions to some of these things. But since we've mentioned like everything that we have talked about thus far has involved the Biden family, let's let's pivot for a second and talk about what's going on with the Bidens, right? As there is now an ongoing probe with the Biden fa- family, finally, and this I believe is is being kind of spearheaded, if you will, by uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Uh, he's a Republican from Kentucky. And they are finally digging into these allegations of bribery and things that are tied to Hunter Biden. And and Joe Biden, our, our current sitting president, um, during the election process, uh, you know, both or I should say during the election leading up to 2020, right, and the last couple of years, there's been a lot of conversation. There's been a lot of things brought up and a lot of things said about uh, the Biden family, about Hunter's connections in Ukraine, right? Oh, how he's he was made a board member of some very questionable companies and corporations over there making millions and billions of dollars. And, you know, obviously then it, with that in mind, uh, seeing how much money his dad as the president has then basically delivered to the Ukrainians uh, that are fighting against Russia in this war and stuff. And, and it's not, it's no small amount. We're talking billions of, of dollars here, like billions and billions of dollars. Uh, those are tax. Those are American tax dollars going to fund a war. We are not. It's not like we're going over there to. It's different than when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan and that when we were doing that. Right. And that's a separate issue. Don't look at that. But you look at that through the scope of when we were sending all that money over there, at least most of it was going towards our American men and, you know, and women of service, right? So they had vehicles and they had uniforms and the food and ammunition and the gear they needed, right? <clears throat> so to some degree, there was a large enough amount of oversight and transparency. We could see this is where our money's going. This is what it's being spent on to say nothing of whether you agree with it or not, but you knew that's where the money was going. We had Zelensky here walking around the White House in sweatpants and a sweatshirt, uh, you know, and he not looking like a world fucking leader. We're sent, you know, he shows up on our fucking House, Senate floor, whatever, <coughs> and is sitting here telling us how they need more money. And we got Nancy Pelosi clapping like a fucking clown behind him because, oh man, the oppressed Ukrainian people, and they need this. They need the money. We got to send them the money. So we send them billions and billions of dollars. Meanwhile, our economy here in the United States is in the shitter. And it's funny, you can find the clips all over the internet of Joe Biden talking about how bad the economy was when he got here. Like, motherfucker, we had gas under $2 a gallon under Donald Trump at the end of his term. 
The economy had been, the stock market had been to heights we had not seen before. Literally was setting records for how successful and how well things were doing here under the Republican leadership in this country. And I get it. Donald Trump is not everyone's cup of tea. And God, you know, he really needs to stay off Twitter and stuff. Fine. But you cannot dispute that we were in a much better position with his leadership. And if you actually look at the numbers and you look at the facts, right? If you look at these things, all the claims that the Biden administration is making about the strength of this country are 150% fucking wrong. Oh, we turned the economy around. Oh, we have the lowest, you know, uh, job, uh, jobless numbers that we've had, you know, in, in history, or whatever. And it's like, no, we don't. We really don't. You guys are miscalculating these. You're also looking at the numbers, comparing the numbers from the middle of COVID when you shut down the entire country and told people they couldn't fucking go to work and you put people in the bread lines and you made them dependent on, you know, this government assistance. Oh, now, now that's over a year and a half later. So now we're going to look at that and say, well, comparatively, oh, we've seen this 16% increase all or whatever number. Oh, we're doing so great. Like, no, we're not. No, we're not. You are. And that's the problem with statistics. That's the problem with numbers is if you don't look closely, they can be dressed up to say whatever the hell you want. And for the average layperson that is just watching Fox News, or I'm sorry, not Fox News, watching mainstream media, I have Fox News up on the computer screen, that's why I said that, but they're just watching the news every night and listening to this, I don't even know her name, the fucking press secretary, this this lady, she's a fucking idiot, uh, talking about, oh, how, how the numbers are so great and this country is so strong, like, no, we, we absolutely are in a bad, bad situation. Companies are going into layoff mode if they haven't already. We are buckling up for a two to four year recession. You know, it's going to take through the election and it's going to take a couple years into the next term before we see things stabilize. And I hope to fucking God, I hope to God we get the Democrats out of the office. The, the priorities are just not there. You guys, they really just aren't. And and I say that as somebody who, you know, for the first two elections I was legally able to vote in, I voted for Obama. I was young. I came from a family where my father worked in the auto industry or works in the auto industry, right? He's a union person. I support labor unions, at least what they used to be. The concept I do like. I think they've gotten to a point where they're basically abused and people who are just horrendous pieces of shit can't lose their jobs because the union does so much to protect them. Um, and you know, there's good and bad to everything, but you know, Hey, uh, I, for a large portion of my life, you know, I was pro-choice, you know, I've, I voted Democrat as I've gotten older, you know, I, I've seen some things, I've experienced some things at work where I see people, uh, abusing the system and it shifted my focal point. It shifted where my, my priorities lied, you know? So yeah, I can, I'm a conservative now. Um, Am I am I as right wing as a lot of people that you might listen to or a lot of people that you, you may look to for uh, information and guidance? No, I'm not. Um, I, I, I am not as strong in my faith as I probably should be. Um, am I, you know, pro-life? Yeah, I am uh, for most things. <clears throat> and people will get upset at that. I don't really care. That's that those are my feelings. I also don't have children. You know, I think the bigger problem with that kind of stuff is that we don't have these honest conversations with our children. Um, and then they go to public schools that are largely controlled by the liberals. Right. Um, and they hear about how 
you have to be pro-choice. You have to be pro-trans rights. You have to be pro-LGBTQ+. You have to, you know, spit on anybody with a MAGA hat. You have to know that Donald Trump is the world's most evil person. You have to, you know, the list goes on. And these public schools have basically become indoctrination centers. And that's, that's honestly, I believe that's how a lot of these elections swing Democrat is that public schools fill kids up with these ideas of uh, how liberalism is literally the right way. This It's going to lead to this socialist utopia. And then, you know, it starts to swing when these kids get out of school and they start to experience the real world. I'll never, I'll never forget when I used to work as a bank teller, this is years and years ago, obviously. And I was struggling to save up money. You know, I was in college. I, uh, I was driving like a piece of crap, like 93 Honda Civic hatchback. You know, I had a, you know, I was two generations behind with my iPhone. Right. And I would see people come in, you know, these, these, these women would come in, they got their hair done. They got their nails done. They look like they're, it would be one o'clock in the afternoon. They look like they're getting ready to go out to the bar, go out to the club. They got the Gucci purse or Louis Vuitton purse. They got the brand new cell phone. They're driving around a a navigator or an Escalade or a Cadillac, you know, or, or whatever, like a nice newer vehicle. Right. And they're coming in because they got their, their government assistance money either mailed to them when we were still doing paper checks or direct deposited. And they would just come take all that money out other than like five bucks to keep their account open. And that's, that's the only time we saw them was to come get their money every month. And it's like, you know, and I, at the same time, and I'm not against helping people that need it. However, the problem was I would see that 18, 20, 30, whatever fucking times. And then I know I have friends like Ryan, who's a good friend of mine, who's been on this podcast, whose mother was, chronically ill. I believe it was lupus, right? And she was denied for disability like three or five times over before she was finally approved for it. And this is a woman who wasn't, she was clearly in a situation where she needed help. She could not work. She was so sick and she was denied for whatever reasons, but, oh yeah, we got these people over here who can do this because they know how to work the system. They know how to job the system and they got a bunch of kids. They got eight kids with, you know, six different people. And that's just, you know, oh, we're supposed to pay for that. So, I mean, the system is, it's, we're in, we're in a rough place, you know? And unfortunately, if you get all of your information from mainstream media, if you, if you're somebody who is 17, 18, 19 years old, and all you know is what you were taught in public school. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. And then that gets compounded again, right? with what we were mentioning earlier, where they are flooding the country with illegals. They are flooding the country with people who are going to vote Democrat in these states that don't have voter identification laws. And, you know, as somebody who has voted several times in local elections and federal elections, whatever have you, they just ask for a piece of identification and your voter ID card. It's not that big a deal. It's not racist. It's not oppressive. Here's the thing. As somebody, again, when I worked as a bank teller, you had to you had to show your identification to get into your bank account. You have to show your identification to buy cigarettes, to buy alcohol, to buy a fucking firearm. You have to show your ID, regardless of what the president would have you believe as he goes on TV and talks about he knows the worst parts of this country. They just have trucks roll in selling AR-15s off the back which I've never seen, and I lived in Detroit my entire fucking life. I can tell you I have never seen that shit, so don't believe that for one goddamn minute. Now, if you go looking for it, I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere, but it's not like they're just throwing these things out like candy to school kids. But they, you just you stack the deck. 
You know, we already have an issue after this last election with people believing in the validity and the integrity of our um, electoral system. You know, it's called in a lot of questions um, and, you know, and things next year, uh, end of this year, into next year, right? We're, we're, we're starting to get in back into the swing of the election season. We're going to start to see some things happen. And, uh, you know, what I don't like that's been done recently is a lot of these people talking about, because we had the failure of a couple banks, right, in this country. Um, and you saw, I mean, you could almost, I mean, I predict, I knew it was going to happen as soon as I learned about it, because I work in the financial sector. So we kind of knew about it first, um, not ahead of anybody else, but we, you know, hey, that by the way, this happened. And, um, you know, for people that don't watch the market or don't pay attention to those things, you probably found out later that day or the next day, right? Um and we had so many people in this space, so many people in the preparedness space and the 2A community going, well, this is the end. The banks are all going to collapse. This is all going to fall apart. If you haven't been stocking food for the past six years, you're going to die. If you don't have night vision, you're going to die because you're not a combat. You're not a combatant. And no, that's, that's really, I mean, that really irritated the shit out of me because it comes from a place of fucking ignorance. And I'll use the term misinformation because, uh, yeah, we're heading into a recession, by the way, if you guys follow any kind of economics or anything like, and not to get too far into it, but this happens every couple of years, this happens like the economy goes up and then the economy goes down. You cannot, you can't have it where it just goes up. It, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's just how the, it's just how a economy works. Sometimes your downs are short. Sometimes your downs are long, long periods of a downturn. It's, we, we call that a recession. Okay. So <clears throat> what I'm going with this is as we're going into election next year and things are ramping up, we're going to see ammo prices not go down. And unfortunately, if you look at what happened when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, how these fucking liberal assholes took to the streets and started pillaging and burning and looting and doing dumb ass shit. And then you fast forward to George Floyd and it was the same fucking thing. Was that two years later, two and a half years later? And then you fast forward to everything that we saw during the summer of love in 2020, which I don't even understand how we got to that. Uh, mostly, I think people were just bored because they were at home for the pandemic and decided they were going to, I don't know, riot about something ridiculous. You saw cities burned down. You saw families' livelihoods destroyed. You saw people beaten and abused in the streets, not by the police, right? I'll be very clear about that. Not by the police, not by the government. Not by the National Guard, but because they're wearing a red hat. Could have said Detroit Red Wings on it, but because it's a red hat, they assume you're a MAGA supporter, you're going to get a beat down. Hey, uh, we want you to stand up and scream Black Lives Matter. No, I'm eating my lunch. Oh, okay, we're going to beat the shit out of you. There's videos of that all over the place. I really think we're going to see more of that in the next year and a half. And, I th and you know, as much as the media, again, it, this is a lot of this is media driven because people are fucking stupid these days. They will believe anything and everything they are told as long as they believe that the source is credible. They won't check it. They won't look into it. They won't think for themselves. All right. Like we are a society of lemmings very largely. I think that we're going to see more of this rioting and quote, mostly peaceful protesting. Uh, I think we're gonna see more of that. You know, so while certainly none of us in this space are advocating for doing anything to anybody else, no one wants to hurt anybody, no one wants to shoot anybody, nobody wants any of these things to happen, but we work through this to be prepared in the instance that it happens. Certainly, we have a responsibility as Americans, as husbands, as fathers, whatever have you, whatever your role is, right, as parents, to protect our families and to protect our homes. So, 
I unfortunately, I do think we're going to see more of that. I do think that the Republicans are going to win the next election. I don't know whether that's going to be Donald Trump, uh, whether I think it's going to be Ron DeSantis. I think that, uh, you know, most of your Americans that live kind of in the middle aisle, so to speak, right, they they kind of flip-flop on where they vote just because, hey, things are really bad, so I'm going to vote with the other party. Um, or, votes, vote, you know, things are good, so I'm going to vote with the same party this time or whatever. That's how, um, yeah, that's how Bush got his second term. That's, uh, you know, largely off 9-11 and stuff like that in the war on terror. Um, that's how Obama got his second term was coming through the recession or whatever. Like, cool. Um, <clears throat> that's why we see, I think, you know, a lot of two-term presidents up until Trump and then, you know, obviously Bush senior, but, um, that, and that's just my personal theory. Like you can disprove me on that and that's fine. Um, but just, just my thought there. Uh, but I, I do, I think that we're going to see a Republican voted into office. That's my, that's my prediction. Um, next November, I think we're going to see a lot of violence in this country because people are so emotionally charged over some of these issues that are not issues. Um, a good example is everything that happened with the abortion stuff. All the Supreme court did was take it under, it was eliminate the federal protection. Hey, it's managed by it's managed state to state now, and everybody acted like the fucking government was coming to tell you that you couldn't have an abortion. No, it just means that your state has to manage that issue. It's something that doesn't require federal oversight. Personally, I don't think it requires any kind of government oversight. That's just my personal belief. I I think you know that's one of the things like you know I I on one hand like I don't think the government should tell anybody what they can or can't do with their own body. At the same time, yes, I, I very seriously value life. I very seriously think we have a societal problem where people just sleep around and 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 do and fornicate and do all kinds of things they shouldn't do while you know whether they're drunk or under uh, you know the uh, influence of drugs because we're making those a lot easier under this this administration making it a lot easier to get high uh, without punishment or repercussion. Um, and as a result, we have more children being brought into this world who are not giving a good life. They're not given a fair opportunity, you know, for life and they should be, and it's important. So a complex issue, right? Um, I wish it wasn't that complex because I really don't love the government telling me I have to do anything. You know, I think a lot of us feel that way. We want less government in our lives, not more. Um, but unfortunately I think, you know, it's a complex problem. We've gotten to the point where we have enough people now that they, it has to be there because people don't know how to take care of themselves. They were not raised to take care of themselves. They were not educated enough. And that doesn't mean you went to Harvard. It just means that you weren't educated in some way, shape, or matter, manner, whether it was like your parents, school, uh, a job, a combination of the three, more likely, uh, real life experiences. We have people who are so fucking ignorant that they just, they would not be able to survive without the government spoon feeding them on you know, how they have to do things, where they can get money, how they get their money, their disability, you know, that shit. So, um, there's a lot going on, you know, guys, I, I obviously, uh, you know, we're coming up on like 40 minutes now. And <clears throat> this is something I'm very passionate about. Kind of jumped around the board, talked about the ATF, the Biden administration. I mean, honestly, I think we can all admit and say without much debate that the Biden administration has been a pretty much an overall failure. Um, I don't know that anything that they've succeeded on has done anything of positive impact to this country. Um, they would argue otherwise, you know, oh, we shut down the pipeline. That's good for the environment. Mm, I mean, 
maybe, but not, not really. Um, you know, it actually just killed a bunch of jobs and, and raised gas prices. Oh, we gave, we're helping the people of Ukraine fight oppression. Mm, I don't, I don't know. You gave them an awful lot of money and we're not seeing very much, uh, result there. Oh, we're, you know, uh, we're securing the Southern border. No, that's definitely not true. You just turn on the TV. You can see any coverage that people are just walking across. Uh, people are activating the national guard and stuff down in Texas to, to keep the border closed. You're not, you're not doing jack shit. And president Biden, I think has been there like once in three years. If that, Oh, president, you know, vice president Harris is going to take care of that. She's a bigger idiot and no, nothing's being done. Uh, Oh yeah. We're, we're fighting for, for trans and gay rights. Like, okay, well what, what rights did they not have before that you guys gave them? It's, it's not, you know, they're, they're not winning these fights. They're not winning these battles and there's no positive impact. I have nothing against the trans or gay community, like live and let live. Just keep my, keep our fucking kids out of it. That's, that's it. You know, we talk about sex. I remember I got, I got to the sex ed talk when I was in fifth grade and even that, that wasn't very good because like a bunch of kids that I went to school with ended up having kids, like multiple kids with multiple people before they were 25. You know, so the sex ed talk really didn't do much. They, in ours, they didn't even show you how to put on the condom with the fucking cucumber or anything. Um, so the, for whatever that's worth, like it, they just, it did not do a good job. But we, up until that point, we, sex was never talked about who likes who and who loves who and everything. Like it was never anything we were concerned about as kids. Same thing with race. Like, Hey, that kid's cool. And I like talking to him and hanging out with him. Hey, that kid's not, they're an asshole. I don't want to hang out with them. I didn't care if they were a foreign student or a black student or a white student or a boy or a girl, like whatever. I didn't care. I was a child. Now we feel like we have to teach these things at this inherently young age. And Oh no, that's just because we're teaching them right from wrong. No, right from wrong is like morality. It is not racial identification. It is not lesbian and gay rights. Okay. So again, it goes back to the whole public school thing, which we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. And honestly, uh, Pete Hegseth wrote an amazing book. Um, and I'm, dropping the ball on remembering uh, the title here, but look up Pete's book. Um, and he really goes into how our public school system has ended up uh, where it is today. And he gives some ideas for how we, we walk that back and what we can do. Um, and it goes beyond just switching your kids to like Catholic school, because even those are falling victim to the liberalism and uh, the leftist ideas that are kind of sweeping the country uh, all in the name of common sense and being better people. But I digress. So, guys, um, I hope you've enjoyed this. You know, um, I, I always enjoy doing these sit reps just because, like, to me, they go by in a flash. Like, I can just talk about what's on my mind, what's in my heart, um, and what I kind of got going on. Um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, for anybody still, you know, you're listening to this, uh, it, happy Father's Day. You know, um, I had the opportunity to take my dad out to the gun range and do some, you know, some outdoor shooting. It's something he's never done. Um, we've built him a rifle. We built him as a Father's Day gift, built him like a, I'll say like a budget level battle belt, like a Condor belt with a Safari Land holster and some STAC pouches and stuff. Really cool time. Uh, I'm going to have, you know, have him over today. And um, certainly to anybody who has, who has kids, you know, happy Father's Day. Hope you guys get to spend time with family and enjoy it. Um, certainly without good, strong fathers in our lives, many of us will not be the men that we are today or or the women that we are today. Positive uh, male role models are important in life. Um, you cannot convince me otherwise. My dad has been, uh, you know, and I'll get real here for a second. My dad has been, uh, he, he and I have not always gotten along. 
he and I have not always seen eye to eye on a lot of things. And it, it, it has been a very stressful relationship for he and I. Um, up until the last probably couple of years, you know, we both, I think, had some growing up to do on some certain some certain things. Um, but I will I'll tell you, uh, that man has taught me more about work ethic, uh, dedication to family, um, attitude and mindset and 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 just just so much. Uh, you know, my, my brothers and I all, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today, uh, and measure that, that success in any way you, you feel appropriate. But I'll tell you, uh, I, I feel damn proud of who I am and who my father is. And I know it, I know it's because, you know, of what he taught me, uh, whether it was by example or literally teaching me, you know, uh, he, one of those guys just, he never, he doesn't take days off work, you know, unless it's something special. Like we got him to take yesterday off so we could go out to the range. That was a special thing. He's one of those guys that he'll work, you know, he'll go 120 or 125, 130, whatever days in a row without taking a day off. Uh, he'll work holidays if he can. And if he, if he has to, because it's double time or triple time to be able to take the family on vacation and to do the nice things for us that he didn't have as a kid. And, you know, he's there, you know, I mean, no, no parents are perfect. Like I said, we had a pretty stressed relationship. Uh, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, it was rough. Um, thank God it's gotten a lot better and I'm so grateful for it, but I know whether we were getting along or not, I look back on, on that almost, almost every day now as I get older, you know, and, uh, I'm so thankful. I, I don't even say how thankful I am enough. I don't think any of us probably do. So maybe that's something, you know, say thank you to dad today, truly say thank you to dad. Uh, but having a positive male figure in your life, it, it it's so good. It's so good. Whether you're a, a young woman, a young man, you know, uh, and that's, and to say nothing of mother's day and mothers, obviously having a, a strong, a strong pair of parents at home, whether that's, you know, whatever, having two parents at home, two good parents at home, but, uh, you know, as it is Father's Day, having a strong male role model in life is something that we need to make normal again. We need to talk about masculinity. We need to talk about why it's so important, and we need to talk about why it's so good. You should not feel bad for being a masculine man. You should not feel bad for teaching your your son to be a masculine man. And, you know, uh, just to, yeah, um, I, I don't want to go on forever and ever, guys, but... Um, but, you know, hug your dads today, say thank you, spend the time with them, just enjoy it, you know, try not to stress out. And that's me coming from somebody like me that stresses out about a lot of stuff that I really don't need to. Um, so hope everybody enjoys the day. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll have more coming to you guys. As always, you know, the next couple of weeks, working on getting some pretty cool guests lined up. Uh, got some cool concepts in the works, uh, you know, both from a content standpoint, getting our, uh, it sounds like we're gonna do a, a little summer training exercise going on that's gonna uh, expound upon a whole lot that I'm very much looking forward to with the group. And I think you guys are really going to dig, but until next week, everybody, you guys get out there, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. Mm -hmm.